Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Good to be with you on a football Friday. Payne and Pendergast. Sean Pendergast, Seth Payne, and in studio with us now, as always, about this time on Fridays. The Houston Chronicles own Brooks Cabina covers the Texans joining us, and we've got a head coaching search uh, going on right now. Brooks, how you doing, man? I'm doing good. Get a little uh, get a little laugh in there in the break. Uh, oh yeah, you were in the control room during. Yeah, hey Seth, win one for the Gimper is hitting big on the text page and on. Twitter. Oh, is it? Oh, good. Yeah, big time, big time, big time. Good job. I, I wish it were fun. It would be even funnier if he weren't the one making us look like gimps all the time. <laughs> it's true. Um, so um, the the Texans are interviewing D'Amico Ryan's today. We'll talk about that in a second. But Brooks, I, I I'm looking at. I I went and put the list of candidates still remaining. There's seven still left with Ben Johnson going back to Detroit. Yeah. And I kind of did the cross-reference thing where I go, okay, what other jobs are each of these guys interviewing for right now? Mm-hmm. There's two of the Texans' seven candidates that are only interviewing, at least listed, with the Texans. One is Thomas Brown, the assistant head coach with the Rams, which I don't think is a huge surprise because that's no. kind of a surprising name to be thrown into the mix here. Um, and then Jonathan Gannon, who is the betting favorite to become the next Texans head coach. This is half theory, half hope. With mine, especially if Jonathan Gannon looks like he's going to wind up being the next coach of this team. My hope is that the reason he's not getting other interviews with teams, getting requested, is because people think he's going to be the next Texans head coach. Why waste our time interviewing Jonathan Gannon? Is there but, any validity to my hope here? Well, if the if let's say D'Amico Ryan's is the favorite or Sean Payton's the favorite anywhere else, why is that precluding the Texans from interviewing them? Well, thanks for pouring cold water on my Jonathan Gannon. I hope, I, I just. I think part of it is that um, you look at the candidates that are in this right now. I mean, if you're going to interview guys, and depending on what you need, um, I mean, when Sean Payton comes in the mix, D'Amico Ryan's, um, yeah, I mean, the and and Steichen with the way that the offense has worked, it's made a lot of sense with the uh, openings that there are. I mean, there are only five. So, and if Payton gets into the mix, that drops it to four. So. It's not like this was last year where everybody under this like under the sun's getting interviews all the time. So I have I've asked myself because it's a good question and I've I've reached out to a couple of people about it and I just I don't have an answer. I don't know why Gannon's not exactly getting it, but it's possibly like he's another young candidate who is in his second year as a defensive coordinator and he's gotten a lot um done in those two years, but it's another situation where you look at some of the coordinators the past couple of years, it's like Last year, everybody thought Byron Leftwich was going to get a chance, and then a year later, he's fired. And whether or not you think he should have been or not, he he is. So, is is this a situation where you're still wondering about his sustainability as a coach in a situation where your team maybe isn't as good personnel wise on your on your defensive side? Who is the one that if um like the break glass in case of emergency. If Gannon gets hired somewhere, if D'Amico gets hired or decides to take his hat out of the ring again, like which of these guys is who? Which of these guys is the least 
worst option. Maybe it's their fourth choice, but it's not like a desperation David Culley type of hire. Um, I think it's Steichen. I think yeah. both of these Eagles coordinators have impressed in their time, you know, with the Texans. So the the Steichen's situation is interesting to me because um, it's another one of those where you look at all right, how much experience he has, but he's also has experience with the Chargers. I mean, we've seen him work with different offenses. Um, he, he comes off of that that tree as well. Um, he's also someone who uh, you know has. I mean, look at the way the Eagles has played this year. You you're looking at how the Texans might be able to equip him here. AJ Brown was traded to the Eagles. You can have your choice at quarterback. I think there's a lot to like there. Um, and yeah, I, I think I think he's probably one that I would look at. Uh, Brooks Cabina in studio with us here on Sports Radio 610 covers the Texans for the Houston Chronicle, as you know. Um, so Demi- today is D'Amico Day. Um, just thinking this thing through, I anytime people talk about the match with D'Amico Ryan's mm-hmm. and the Houston Texans because he was a former really good player here. It always feels like that match works really well for the Texans and Texan fans. Does it work as well for D'Amico that he used to be a player here, or does it make more sense sometimes for guys to go start their own thing somewhere else? Yeah, I think it's it. I don't know if it offers him any more security. I don't. I don't know about that. I mean, as I was listening to y'all earlier, I mean, it didn't really help out others either. Uh, I think it's more. Hey, it gets the fan base excited. It could help you secure the job. It might be an extra plus because, you know, they've been um, outnumbered by visiting fans a couple of times this year that, that offers instant excitement. Uh, but at the end of the day, he's still very good as a defensive coach who needs to answer the question about how he's going to build his offensive staff. And I think out of the defensive people that are interviewing for this job, that's one that comes up with the most questions. I mean, as much as Jonathan Gannon is a question, too, for how young he is and how um, the couple of years that he's been a defensive coordinator. Um, I mean, he's he's got a Rolodex that's a little bit thicker, I think. I mean, when you've when you've coached with Frank Reich, who's interviewing for head coaching jobs, and it even goes down to Pat Shermer, who is interviewing with the commanders for the offensive coordinator role. I mean, how much more is there in the 49ers now? I mean, the they, the Dolphins, Mike McDaniel just, you know, uh, took from that offensive staff already. I mean, what what what's remaining? So... Um, I mean, it helps for D'Amico Ryans to uh, be familiar with this organization and, and, and can do things like that. But I was just looking through myself who might be left. I mean, there are names that I think if I say them on air, like no one really knows, is up-and-coming passing game coordinator Bobby Slowick. But you go further down, um, he worked with Rich Scan- Scangarello, who was the former Broncos offense coordinator who just got fired before he finished one season with Kentucky. And I mean... That's a question. So is this a situation where you bring him in and you say, okay, we like you. We we obviously have bad defensive problems that we need fixed. But uh, offense is really the main issue with this team. And when you're slotted at number two overall, are you going to use that on a quarterback or not? It dictates on who you have being a head coach. So, I mean, it's it's it, I, for me, they the Texans should not pick D'Amico Ryans because he's a former Texan. And they should try and build a staff around someone that's good. And I, and I think it would be kind of unfair to D'Amico Ryans to categorize him as someone who was hired just because he's a former player. That wouldn't make any sense to me. Yeah, I think that uh, the the advantage that they would have with D'Amico is in just knowing him personally, I think, especially if you're hiring a defensive coordinator. you They've, they've got to have that extra it factor. 
you know, to, to rise up and above beyond whatever issues you might have when you're trying to replace a coordinator. You, uh, Brooks Cabina from the Houston Chronicle, have spent a lot of time in Louisiana and worked yeah. in Louisiana. What uh, is this a surprise to you that Sean Payton seems to be uh, telling Colin Coward every little secret about his job search right now? <laughs> and that Colin Coward is like very thinly, veilingly uh, <laughs> leaking it to the world? It's just a weird situation when you work for the network. And yeah. you're in the middle of a coaching search. So, of course, he's going to go on air and he's going to talk about it. He might even be asked to do that because he's under contract with the organization. So, um, and I don't know, whenever he was um, with the Saints, obviously the Saints always had a lot of national attention. So, that's something that you'd probably have to be prepared for if he comes and coaches for the Texans. And that so, may be a good thing for the McNair family and others that want to drive interest. So, yeah, I yeah, mean, that's it's it, not... That's interesting, because yeah. you're right. Like, New Orleans... Okay, that's a really... I'm, I'm glad you brought that up, because New Orleans is a small market, mm-hmm. and the minute Sean Payton left, it was like uh, the national media... We were marveling all off-season Longbrooks last year that people were acting... People were talking about the Saints like Sean Payton was still there. Like, they just hadn't even thought about it. Mm-hmm. They just assumed, like, oh, yeah, well, you know, the Saints will be fine on offense, and uh, they always figure out a way. Like, what the hell are you talking about? Sean Payton left. So it's just... Um, I guess it's a testament to obviously winning helps, but Sean, you're saying Sean Payton himself figures out a way to get some attention. Well, yeah, I mean, he has a good relationship with media. Uh, yeah. and, and when I was in uh, Louisiana, the people who covered him had a good relationship with him too. So it's like, um, I mean, he was also around for 15 years, won a Super Bowl. That attention draws people to come in and, uh, you know, parachute in nationally often. And then you have a relationship with people. And then, yeah, I mean, that brings a lot of attention and, Right now he's uh you know working for Fox and it's just a weird situation. I I I heard you driving in. I I do think that's probably part of it. I mean he knows that he has leverage, either with the network or with any job that's available. So he's going to try and drive up his own price, whatever it can be. So um and it behooves Coward to 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 help him out with that because if you do, <laughs> might get some nice interviews later on. So I I, I yeah I I don't think that's too little to make of, but um, I don't know if the Texans organization, which um, you know they've they've kind of prided themselves on you know trying to be um, professional about you know and and quiet at times. Uh, I wonder how that mixes, but um, I don't know. It's interesting. the The other thing that's happened related to the Texans since we last talked to you on Friday, last Friday, was C.J. Stroud. Announcing that he he is going to go pro. He announced on Monday he's he's going to go pro. So we now know there's two quarterbacks the Texan fans are really really fond of, and the Texans are picking in the top two. So math is on the side of the Texans right now, but it's early. Still a lot of evaluation to go on. So mm-hmm. We haven't even gotten to the combine yet. But on the heels of the Stroud news, what's your gut telling you early on here in this process about the Texans and these quarterbacks? Well, again, it goes back to what do you want. In a head coaching candidate, I I still think Bryce Young is the one that you would go for just because in this situation, he fits any scheme that I could think that he would walk into. If All right, let's let's say C.J. Stroud, let's say Bryce Young's off the board and C.J. Stroud's available at two. If you're in a situation where you have, say, Jonathan Gannon and he wasn't able to bring in Reich, say it's Brian Johnson, that's a favorable situation because you have someone who can train up a guy who had a, a couple of uh, things to work on with this technique. Um, I still think this is a team that definitely needs a quarterback, and I think C.J. Stroud checks off a lot of boxes, and through this draft process, I think we'll see that too because he's going to go through a lot of training. He knows all the things that he needs to 
go through too, and this is a good opportunity for him to do that. So I this, is, and a half. this is just a team that needs needs a quarterback, and I think in any coach that's coming in right now is probably answering the question, okay, how are you going to address this thing? And all of them are probably going to point to the number two overall pick. And I um, I don't know. I think if, if you've got um, – <laughs> I mentioned this all, kind of on Tuesday just in, in, in a sense. I, I don't think this is probably on the table anymore. We were talking about Steichen earlier or you know Kafka's now, um, I think, which is really – not really people will remember. Daniel Jones ran for 700 yards this year, which mm-hmm. just – I mean, so if you're bringing in people who have uh, experience, talk about Jalen Hurts too, who are mobile quarterbacks, neither Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud fit that mark. Both of them pocket passers. Not their calling card. Not their sure. calling card. So you're asking them in interviews, okay, is this just you're doing what you wanted to with the personnel you had? Or let's say Kafka, right? You come from the tree of Josh Allen and then now with Daniel Jones who was able to be mobile as well. What's What's your solution here? And... You're probably probably not going to have Lamar Jackson uh, come and sign a contract here if they figure things out with the Ravens. I mean, that would be a big question to me, um, and I think with the other candidates, you could probably still feel comfortable about taking any other of the two quarterbacks. Yeah, that's an interesting dynamic because you know Steichen, Steichen was the offensive coordinator when Herbert was rookie of the year, and he's not a he's he's not a Jalen Hurts type of athlete, so I, yeah. that that might be a feather in his cap there. All right, Payne and Pendergast, it's a football Friday. Brooks, what do you got going on on the Chronicle this weekend? Well, it's a big weekend of football with a lot of candidates, and I don't know if I've ever seen, first, two candidates that are coordinators for the same team interviewing for the same job, but then also playing someone else who's interviewing for the job. So I don't think a game decides who gets the job, but I kind of want it to. I kind of just, just for like, they should just have a ladder match and dangle Toro over the field and whoever's able to get Toro gets the job. Like a money in the bank briefcase. Yes. And and if you're the other team, do you tank just to keep your candidate? (laughs) Now that's a conspiracy theory. uh, Uh, You probably don't. I I would not think so. All right. Uh, Brooks, we appreciate it. You can get him on Twitter at B Kabina, K-U-B-E-N-A. Appreciate you, man. Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 